Good evening with all the nature in the background. The alligators are swimming. I just got finished with a cigar, drinking a Modelo, sitting on this back porch and wondering, do we really love ourselves? And the reason why I bring that up is over the last past week and even over our lifetime, we experience things that make us wonder, do we love ourselves? And that's a complicated story because in loving yourself, do you love yourself enough to not only hold yourself accountable, but hold people around you accountable. And accountability is very, very interesting. It's a word that we talk about. It's a word that we want to hold other people to, but do we hold ourselves to. And as a race, I have understood throughout my time frame as growing that we don't hold ourselves accountable. And I was thinking about this because I was looking back Throughout most of my adulthood, I've been doing a lot of volunteering from with homeless people to with African-American males, been part of a lot of groups and stuff. And I find it very interesting that in our community, we put so much emphasis on making sure that we have these things set up in night basketball. Um, play things for our, our youth to do um, centers for them to go to but is that really what we need do we need all these mentoring groups do we need all these centers open up do we really need midnight basketball and it's it's conflicting in my mind because on one end yes it, it, it serves a purpose but on the other end it's like putting a band-aid over a lacerated heart it's like it's not really doing anything because if we look at the root of the issues is that you want your young african-american men or young boys rather around men the same men that are not supposedly in the home so now we have to look at the reason why they're not in the home and i I think that that's where we really need to focus our attention on is the home because what we're learning with throughout these mentoring groups and stuff like that that with young boys is they desire men and I think that that scares the African-American community because the African-American community is built on single parenthood truth is being a single parent has destroyed our community and we don't want to say that, but the truth is it has. Being a single parent has become a goal. And I'm actually going to have a, a person, I'm going to have a conversation with two women on this from different spectrum. One that's a single mother, one that's not a mother. And I won't, and I'm, I'm going to have that conversation with them so we can have a discussion on it because I do believe that being a single parent in the African-American community is has become the norm to the point that I wonder do we desire to be in relationships towards marriage or are we just looking for a person to give us kids why would I say that? Well, let's look at how our society, as far as the African-American views, you know, if you're a single parent, you know, if your kids graduate, you say, oh, I raised my kids. I'm a single parent. You know, that has that leads dating profiles. Oh, I'm a single parent. I do this and I do that. Well, is that a badge of honor or are you saying that because you were proud of that? Because in reality, that's what you're. Are saying that's what you're promoting and I think that that's a big issue in our community you know I listened to Jason Woodlock and he brought up a great point he said that causes financial issues in the black community if you have children outside of marriage you are more likely to have issues financially you're more likely to have issues with your children you're more likely to just encounter problems and I was raised by a single mother and I tell people all the time my mother wasn't a bad mother my mother never bashed my father and to my knowledge she has always given him the opportunity to be in my life whether he took it for or not took it out to my knowledge and I, I can only base it off that 
But when we really look at it, we see more women who are proud to be single mothers than we are women who are proud to be married and in a, a functional relationship. And it's not just women, it's men. When you look at the society we're in, we see more men out here with multiple children. And I always say, it's hard to be a father to one child. So how can you be a father to multiple children by multiple women? You know, one thing I will always say is we blame the women so much, but we have to look at ourselves. And I don't like I would I thought about this today. If you put 10 women, 10 single mothers in in a room, not all 10 single mothers are single mothers because the man left the home. Let's just be real. So what's the percentage of the women who just didn't want the man there who figured that they could raise a child by themselves? But in reality, you can't raise a child by yourself because you're pretty much using mentoring groups to help raise your child. You're trying to get the church involved, men in the church to come and help you with your children. Men, men groups are being brought up to help children when we should be looking at like, let's let's stop. Not I wouldn't say let's stop that, but let's start focusing our attention on the breakdown of the family, which, by the way, the bigger picture society is aiming to stop the it's pushing this agenda to stop the family truth is the family is the, and I say this and it's it's so pivotal and I didn't realize how much it was until I entered into my situation as far as having a child my daughter is with me full time but she still needs her mother she yearns for her mother she yearns to learn things from her mother and I don't keep her from her mother and her mother and her have a good relationship they get to speak they get to see each other and things like that but on the flip side of it I know I had a hard time when I didn't have custody to even look at my child and these are facts everything I'm saying is always documented so if anybody gets mad and be like oh no you didn't want to be in your child's life you could look at the courts i fought to be in my child's life so I know how it feels to actually fight the fight but when I have to hold myself accountable because I love my daughter and I love being a father but if I could do it all over again I wouldn't have had my daughter the way that I had her because it's a strain on not only me but on her mother but on the child how many children out there don't choose their situation? And I keep trying to tell people that children don't choose their situation. We choose their situation for them. So if we, if women on one hand are f- pushing the child or pushing the child's father out the life, you're wrong. On the flip side of that, men, if you are running away from your responsibility, you are wrong. That child deserves both parents because it's designed to have both parents that's why it takes two people to have a child goes back to why are we just laying down with people that we can't see ourselves marrying and I know a bunch of people be like well he told me he loved me that don't mean that you should have went without a condom or took yourself out birth control that has nothing to do with it that was a choice that y'all made you know I look at future I look at Bootsy, you can't, everybody's like, oh, they're great parents, this, that, and third, but are you really a good parent when you have children by multiple women in multiple states? How are you a good parent? How many parents can say they're a good parent when the child's in the home, especially as they get older? And I'm going to circle back around, and I'm going to say that that's why I say the biggest issue with a lot of these mentoring groups are is the fact that yeah, you have the child. The mother wants you to come in because it's usually the mother that brings a child to these groups for black men and stuff like that. These groups are created to for children who don't have fathers most and they concentrate on that. But it's only a band-aid because the truth of the matter is that father needs to be there. A male figure is good, but the father is more important because the father is the second half of that DNA. You know, I was listening earlier to O'Shea Duke Jackson, and um, he brought up, a person brought up, you know, a lot of black men are being raised by single parents. That's a problem. 
it is a problem when you start noticing that more men and women are being raised by single parents. That is not healthy. It is not healthy, nor should it even be a goal to say, I raised my child, got my child through this. That's that should. Yes, you did. You overcame the odds. But let's be real. Did you have to be in those odds? It's one of those things like you build your house on the beach, right on the beach in, in, in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida. You build your house on the beach and then the hurricane comes. You'd be like, I survived the hurricane, but you built your house on the beach. So in other words, you knew the risk, but you wanted to take the risk. Well, that's what we're doing with single parenting. We know the risk. So when we entered into single parenting, we wanted we want the accolades. And it's like, why you want the accolades when you assume the risk? And I know most people are like, well, I didn't want to be a single parent. Well, truth be told, is that really the truth? Because. I think a lot more people have cho- chosen that life because it's glorified. You get, and a lot of people are like, what What do you get from being a single parent? What What benefits is there to being a single parent? Huh. The benefit is being part of a club. A club of people who sit around and can complain about being a single parent. Saying how hard it is being getting all these benefits as far as... Because the black church loves single mothers because the black church loves women because women will give. Let's be honest. It's not most men will question where the money going. Women will give. So a lot of church have started to promote more towards single mothers a lot. And that's a problem because now are you raising your child to be a functional adult? And when I say functional adult. To understand relationships, to say that, you know what, I don't want to end up in the same misfortune that I was in. And honestly, if we're being truthful, no, we're usually raising the child to hate the gender that they are. Do you realize that if you sit around there and you talk bad about the child's father, if you make it seem like the child's father don't want to be there and it's a male, not as I tend, he ain't going to want to be a male. Because being a male has hurt his mother. So why would I want to be a man? Why would I want to go out here and, and do manly things? How many women have said, you you just like your father? He don't know that. Because his father's not in his life. There were times I was doing things. I didn't know why I was doing it. And I had this conversation with my spiritual advisor. And me and him had this great conversation. And I said, you know. Last year, COVID, honestly, COVID was a blessing in disguise because, number one, it made me sit down and I had to spend more time with my daughter than anything. So we, we got to learn our quirks and everything. But more importantly, I got the opportunity to have my father stay with me. And just watching him, hearing him and talking to him, I could see me. And I realized that. If he was able to be in my life, whether by choice or not, if he was able to just be in my life, I probably would have not had so many lumps on my head. But one conversation I had with him and I told him, I said, you know, I can't go back to the past. Because at the end of the day, the past is the past. I'm not mad or upset with you anymore. And. Our relationship starts with what we do now. Will we ever have that father-son relationship? No. Because I don't need a father now. But he has the opportunity to spend time with his granddaughter, speak to his granddaughter and everything. And I always say that I would never keep him from that. As men, we need to start really looking at how we are living our lives. And I have to look at myself, especially when I my dealings with women... Because I'm raising a daughter. However she sees me interact with women. Is how she's going to expect a man to interact with her. How she, how she hears me speak about women. It, it, walk with women. Talk with women. Whether if I'm involved with them or not. It's, it's going to shape her. More importantly. 
she's looking at me because she's trying to figure out why I'm not with her mother. And I know that conversation is going to come. And the sad part about it is it's not a good conversation because the truth of the matter is I shouldn't have been with her mother. And her mother shouldn't have been with me. Accountability is very important. And if we love ourselves, we'll hold ourselves accountable to say, you know what? We out here we're living reckless and not realizing the damage we're doing to people. The black family is not as attractive as it used to be. And you have different people with different views from Kevin Samuels to MTR to Michael Bays and everybody has a different views on the on the family. But one thing nobody can deny is the fact that a child needs both parents. So if the child needs both parents, then you're saying that ultimately the child needs a family, not a family with her with their mom and then a family with their dad. They need a family with mom and dad. So now we have to start asking ourselves now when we start engaging in these conversations with the opposite sex or what do we really want from them? And I know we want to bash women and women want to bash men, but that's. That's part of the problem is that everybody want to bash each other when we need to sit down and really figure this thing out. I'm tired of volunteering in these community groups. I'm not going to lie to you. I sat back there today and I said, you know, why am I doing this? Not that I don't agree with doing it, but why are we doing it? Why are we the only race that get the government city funding to go have these mentoring programs to save our kids when what will save our kids the most is actually having family values Let's keep it real you know we say oh our children are lost well how they come well how they raise well you know they're, they're in a single parent home okay you know mom's not making enough money because usually the mom has custody mom's not making enough money father's not around it's that there okay so why mom's not making enough money? Well, you know, mom can't, you know, she can't get a job when she had the kid. The kid. And now all of a sudden you start looking at it like, okay, now you start realizing that the deeper issue is the fact that we're not responsible. We think it's easy because it is easy to have a child, but it's harder to take care of a child. More importantly, it's harder to raise a child. How many people, and, and this is not getting off subject, but this is something I really want us to think about in our community. You know, people are graduating from high school. How many of our kids are graduating from high school that has money for college right now? Let's keep it real. How many kids right now have money for college in our community? Getting them through high school is getting them through high school, but if you don't have nothing set aside for them to go off to college, how do you expect them to go off to college? You know, other races actually prepare the kids to go off to college. They'll put money to the side for them to go off to college. They'll go off to college. And, you know, I was listening to um, Shawn Michaels, wrestler. His parents had money for him to go off to school. Even though he wanted to be a wrestler, they still invested in him to go off to school. And he didn't like that. And his father said, well, if you didn't like that, then this is what you want you to do. This is what you want you This is what you want to do. Then I'll go ahead and um, support you on that. You know how important that conversation is for a lot of children? And I know college is, is like a it's like a curse word now in our community because we want to say you don't need college. And I always tell people, be careful with that. You may not need college for a lot of stuff in trade schools, or, uh, but you got to have a trade. You have to have something that's viable and marketable. But most importantly, stop listening to people who tell you, oh, Elon Musk didn't go to school and this and that. You're right, he didn't go to school, but he damn sure hired people who went. The founder of Google, he hired people who went. Mark Zuckerberg, he hires people. Bill Gates, they hire people. Their Fortune 500 companies are not hiring you because you didn't go to college. They're hiring people from MIT. They're hiring people from Harvard. That They have a pipeline. Those are the schools they donate money to. And in that, they have funds set up to have internships and stuff for people to come work there. These are facts. That's 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 the part that we don't talk about. See, we, we, we skip out on stuff. And that goes back to if you love yourself. Because if you love yourself, you will stop with the with 
promoting the ignorance that we have promoting our community. Why do I bring that up? Because if you think about it, most people have money for children who go to jail, children who need bonds. They'll sell everything to get their children out, their things like that. But you don't have a fund set aside to send your child to school, to college, or at least to a trade school. Like I said, if you just have enough money for a two-year technical school, that is great. But we sit up here and we leave our kids high and dry. And then we wonder why they make decisions that they make. We wonder why we're still seeing kids having kids out of wedlock. If you realize, if you see one single mother, they're probably in a group of single mothers. That's not a coincidence. If you see a single mother and you look back and 9 out of 10, she was raised by a single mother. So we, it's an epidemic that's in our community, but we don't address that. We don't because we're scared to say, you know what, you are wrong. I'm, we're proud that you're raising your child, but that's not how you should raise your child. Don't think that you should get brownie points for raising your child by yourself when you wasn't designed to raise your child by yourself. Vice versa, if your man's raising his child, hey, congratulations, you're raising your child, but you wasn't supposed to raise your child by yourself. The truth is, is that we need to stop allowing this and as black people we have allowed that because we always say we get the bad of everything we make it good and I think that that's the problem now we took that saying from slavery oh they gave us the worst of the pig so we made a dish out of it they gave us the worst clothes the worst living conditions and we made the best out of it well maybe it's time for us to stop making the best out of stuff and maybe it's time for us to start building that civilization and every civilization has Engineers, doctors, lawyers, things like that, but they also have families. Civilizations have families. Families are always the foundation of every civilization, even if you look at Africa and the countries in Africa, because I always say Africa is the continent, there's countries in Africa, they have families. It's only us in this Western philosophy, and I do believe that, that we promote the single parent. Even if you look at commercials, a lot of them just show the mother. So if, if you start seeing that so much, you start thinking that it's more important to just be the single parent than it is to be the family. And we talk about success stories. Oh, my child's doing great. My child's doing great. But how great would your child be if both parents was in the home? If both parents was in the child's life, it is very important. These mentoring groups are great, but they can't they can't replace that. Meeting your child once a week, speaking to your child is not going to save your child. What's going to save your child is your, the parents being involved in that child's life. I think for now on, I think a lot of mentoring groups should have a contract with the parents. And I think the parents and when I say parents, I mean the mother and the father. Especially if the father wants to be in the child's life, both of them should be there. If you meet a single mother and she wants her child in this program, you have to ask that question, where's the father? And you got to tell her, if I, we want to meet the father, if the father's able to meet us, we want to meet the father. Because at the end of the day, this, the responsibility of that child falls on the parents, not on other people. And that's the thing that in our community, we have become a community of panders. We pan on stuff we we sit around here and we we pat people on the back and say yeah we'll help out we'll help out no not that we shouldn't help out but more importantly why should we have to help out when truth be told i didn't have any choice in the matter you didn't call me and ask me did you was it okay for you to have that child i damn sure didn't call nobody But as long as we have organizations set up that don't really get to the root of the problem, you will always have a revolving door, which I always say, the, honestly, as long as they can get funding, they don't care. If you care about something, you care enough to want yourself out of business because you have done such a great job. And doing that is you have to go into these communities and say, you know what, maybe we need the men who are out here with these women, having babies with these women. They need to start standing up. And more importantly, women, stop having babies with men that you know don't want you. 
or stop having babies with men that you know have multiple children. If you know a man already has multiple children, why would you sit there and have a child with that man? You have to be held accountable because that man has already showed you who he was. Vice versa, men, if you already know she has multiple children by multiple men, you think you're going to be the savior? But that's part of do we love ourselves? Do we love ourselves to have that conversation with ourselves? And I think we should. You know, we have all these conversations about being a high value, high value male, high value woman. You know, men want to not, you know, spend time on building themselves up and things like that. One of the most important things a man can do is say, I choose not to have a child outside of marriage. Once again, I love my daughter, but I would not have her outside of marriage because it's, it's, I wouldn't have and I shouldn't have. She doesn't deserve to be in this situation. And that's the main thing I would love to tell men, these young boys, more importantly, their parents is that we have to, we have to stop allowing people to feel like oh wow it's okay because you know I have my family support how many people in their family and I did this at my uncle's funeral I looked around and I said majority of the women in my family were single mothers is that a coincidence no that's that's an epidemic. Single parents are an epidemic in the black community. It is like an STD, but it is so acceptable. It is okay to be a single parent, and that's not right. You know, how many dating profiles lead off with, I'm a single parent? Why? And I will say this. We have to be careful because I do believe spirits travel. And once again, I am not an expert in all this. Spirits do travel. So who you lay with is ultimately who will probably stick with you for the rest of your life. So you have to be careful with that. But why would you want to just have children and not desire to be married? Not desire to have a family, not desire and not have the desire to to want more for your child, especially if you know how it felt to be in a situation where you was alone, where you had the struggle and the psyche of seeing that, you know, if a man sees his mother struggling, he how many children, you know, I listen to. Kwame and I listen to a lot of black men and it's like you're selling drugs because you know I'm the man of the house how many black men would not be selling drugs right now if they were in a better position as far as the family it'll probably cut the, it'll probably cut it in half how many black men would not have joined gangs if they were in a family structure it'll probably cut it in half because these programs are they've been existing so it, the programs aren't the problem the problem is the fact that the family's not there. So if you don't have the family, no matter how many programs you have, you're going to have the influx. You know, Whitlock made a great point. You wasn't supposed to raise a family off minimum wage. So if you are working a minimum wage job, why do you want a child? Why would you want to throw that extra hurdle in front of you once again? Why are we adding hurdles in an already tough life? Think about it. If you already going through a tough situation in life, why would you want to add something extra? Because we're not taught to avoid stuff. We're taught to fall for it. Actually, it's more accepted to have a child out of the wedlock. It's more accepted to go to jail. It's more accepted to join a gang. Because you know why? We have these groups who will say, oh, as soon as you come out, we'll rehabilitate you. Or we'll throw a big party for you if you get out of jail. Oh, man, my man home. Oh, man, we got to get right for him. Well, what about your man that went to college? 
Oh, he, he think he too good. What about your man that's making straight A's? That goes back to bullying. That's another issue in our community. We, we, our community, we're bullies. If you grew up in the projects, you was bullied. You was either bullied by people who didn't like you for the color of your skin. Yeah, in the projects, they don't like you for color. If you lighter, they don't like you. Your hair texture different, they don't like you. Male, male or female. If you try to act like you're smart, read a book. Oh, you you smart now? Oh, you trying to be white? We bully. We're s- how many black men right now don't even realize that they were bullied because of other black men? Think about that for a moment. Or black women who were bullied by other black women, bullied into having a child, or looked upon because oh, you don't have a child. How many women who are thirty right now? When they're around other black women who are 30 who have children, they get looked at like, oh, you don't have a child? Like, like you, you an anomaly when it, it actually should be the opposite. No, you the anomaly. You're not supposed to be exist. Supposed to be less of you, but we're finding that it's less of the person that don't have the child. You know, I, I never forget this, this woman who knew me in my past. She thought I would have multiple children. And I was like, why would you think that? More importantly, why is that the first thought in your head? Because in reality, not that's that's the bar. We have lowered the bar in the black community. The bar is so low right now that right if you have a child that looks like they can make it out of high school, you're excited. When more importantly, you should be setting your child up for success. How do we set our children up for success? Well, let's stop allowing them to grow up without the structure that they need first off second of all let's prepare them for life how many people have a college fund for their child how many people have life insurance how many people have at least $600 in their savings account why is that important because these are the things that you want to have so your child could do better you know how many people were the first people to graduate from college out of their family? Really? And I'll never forget when I said I was joining the military. You know how many people was like, I can't believe you joined the military. I can't believe you're doing this again. Man, you're going to white man military. I can't let nobody tell me what to do. That is the biggest lie in the African-American community. You know why that's the biggest lie? Because you're always listening to someone. Nobody's an individual free thinker. Everybody's listening to someone. Even these YouTubers, who they listening to? Their audience. <laughs> Stop this. This this notion that, oh, you, man, you, I can't let nobody tell me what to do. Well, that's part of life. Someone's going to always, there's someone that's always going to be in a higher position that's going to either tell you what to do or guide you into something. That's just part of life. So why do we use that as an excuse to not progress in life? And I think about that. Many, many people were saying that now here it is. I'm about to hit 20 years. And I think about if I didn't join, where would I be? What would have happened to me? You know, we sit up here and we, we would throw kids and be like, well, you should be an entrepreneur. At what? How many people throw their kids out there to be entrepreneurs and they, they look crazy because they're sitting there like, I don't know what I want to do. I see it all the time. We throw things at children. We throw things at people and they don't understand it because they haven't been taught it. You can't just wake up one morning because you've seen a meme, a meme and be like, I'm going to go buy a duplex. Yeah, I'm going to buy a duplex. Yeah, because you know that's what we should do. Everybody's making money off the duplexes. And then you get one and you're like, man, this is hard work. Man, I got to get somebody in here because if nobody in here, I still got to pay the taxes on there. I still got to pay the property tax. I still got to make sure the lights are on and things like that. So instead of sitting down there and telling people, well, do you have a plan? How are you going to advertise for this duplex? No. But you know, that's a big issue in our community. We jump on the things that we see everybody else doing instead of actually seeing what is best for us. Because not everything's meant for everybody. And I tell people, is the military meant for everybody? No. 
but don't knock it if somebody wants to do it, but make sure they have a plan, you know. Conversations need to be had, and the only way you can have these conversations is if you have a structure set in place. And guess where that structure starts at? In the home, with two people who are the main sources of that child, which is the mother and the father. Because only a man and a woman can have a child. Despite what we think, only a man and a woman can have a child. So we need to stop this notion that it's wrong to have a child in a marital state. We need to stop thinking that the family is just, oh, it's just outdated in this and third because it's not outdated. Because if you really sit back and you look at society, every other race, and I always say this, every other race still send their children to school, to college. Every other race still talks about making sure you get married to the right person. And they always say make sure you marry the right person because you don't want to marry someone that's unequally yoked. And you want to make sure that you and that person have the same vision, the same goals and everything. And how to manage your life, your finances and things like that. Are we having these conversations? No. Because we're too busy trying to say marriage. Nah, we ain't going to do marriage. Nah, you know what? We ain't worried about that. We're too busy out here just having children out of wedlock and wondering why we can't afford them. Because the job that we work in, we don't make enough. When you have to understand that your job was only meant for you. And you wasn't ready to take on responsibility, but you was ready to have sex. But as men, if we're honest, most men are taught just to stick it in there, pump, dump, and go. That's what men are taught. You know how many conversations I had with older men when I was younger? It wasn't sexy talk. It was, man, just go get your rocks off. And you ain't having sex yet? Oh, you must be gay. I'll never forget me and um, a co-worker of mine. <laughs> he a good friend of mine. And we was talking. And um, it was this older guy at work. And my friend, my co-worker, he was my friend. He had this, this female that was his, his buddy. They were cool. They were nothing else. It was just cool. She actually had a man. And that black man was more worried about him sleeping with her than the fact that she was married. Think about what I just said. That other black man, older black man, was like, if I was you, man, I'll be I'll be all up in that. Why? Number one, she's taken. Number two, why should I have to have sex with every woman that crosses my path? But as black men, that's what we're taught. We need to be real with that. But you know what happens when you have structure in your life as far as a man and a woman in your life? Those conversations that be had with you, you have somebody that could come and be like, no, that's not how it is. More importantly, you have something to look at in your home. And say, you know what? That's not what my father and my mother did. I think we 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 have found a way to con ourselves into thinking that bad means good, because that's what we do. We 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 change the meaning of words, nigga to nigga. Yo, bad. Yo, that's that's bad. Yo, she bad. That means good. You know, we we switch things around to fit our situation not realizing that what we're doing is we're pretty much putting ourselves in a cell we're using these terminologies and stuff that puts us in a cell puts us in a box now we got to live up to that think about that man our community man we we really have to do a, a whole makeover and it starts with uprooting those deep-rooted issues of us thinking that the family's not important and deep-rooted issues of us thinking that single motherhood is a badge of honor us pandering us thinking that everything's okay no it's not okay we talk about the system's not fair but how many of us send out how many black men do we send to the slaughter how many black men get arrested for drugs and they're selling drugs because they're trying to take care of mama. They're selling drugs because they're tired of being picked on by other black kids. They're, they're out here joining gangs because they're tired of being bullied by other black kids. 
we're we created these situations and now we're mad because we're like the system's destroying our kids but we're putting them in the system we're literally funneling them to the system we have literally gave an open path to the system and instead of us pulling our kids back because most of the kids that are in these gangs are selling these drugs these are our kids these are our men so if they're in our communities why are we having issues with them This ain't like somebody coming from another neighborhood. These are the kids in your neighborhoods. They're selling drugs to your people. They're bullying your people. They're literally gangs shooting in your neighborhoods. These are our kids. And yet we're sitting up in here thinking that it's okay. Wondering why it's still going and realizing that it's going because we haven't changed the philosophy. When the family was in the black community, and I say that, and if people disagree with me I, I can't help it because if you look at history and facts history and facts support that the family kept crime at bay a family structure kept crime at bay if you really think about it because you always had checks and balances so not every child would be running out there to the gang think about it if you have a gang of 10 men 10 boys rather and all of them say that their father's not in there. Think about if the father was there. Half of them wouldn't be there. Half of them wouldn't be sell drugs. It's just. It's, it's, it's getting disturbing. Because the older I get. The more I realize. Is that we're not doing nothing. It looks good. We could dress the little boys up. They they could graduate from the program. It looks good. We can sit up here and, and have picnics with them and take them to the park. We'll take them to the museum, take them to Washington, D.C. We could do all of this. But reality is we're not doing nothing because we're still going to see another cycle and another cycle. So in other words, are we really getting to the root of the problem or are we just doing enough to say that we did something? And that's what the black community look like we're doing. We're just doing enough to say that we're getting somewhere. If we promoted education as much as we claim we do, then black kids will go to school being excited, being number one in the class. Black kids will be sitting in the front of the class not playing. They'll want to show their intelligence. But how many people hide their intelligence? Because they're scared to get be picked on. Let's be real. Let's stop these things. I I, I sat down with um. You know what? I uh, you know how many black parents I sat with that purposely moved their kids from a, a all black school because they they were like that school's not gonna get the resources and they don't want their kids around a whole bunch of black people. And these are black parents. And at first, I was like, no, you shouldn't do that. But then I started realizing, you know what? You grew up in, in a school that was, it was a big mix, but it was more black people there. We're bullies. Even in our movies, you see, even in the movies where we try to promote positive imagery, even in those movies, we, we still make sure we show the bullying of kids who are smart. We show the bullying of kids who don't have children. We show the bully of kids who are not having sex. Think about how many men are in, in high school, even middle school, talking about, have you got some? Smell some? Oh, oh, you must be gay. You gotta be gay. You gotta be gay. You don't like women? And now that boy out here having sex, now they, that's that... That same boy, you said that now that they have a child, that you look, you stupid, and you should, you you, you should known better. Well, you just told me to just go out there and have sex, because you don't have that checks and balance when you have that that male figure in the home. And when I say a home, I don't mean a dysfunctional home. I mean a home that's that's on built on something solid. Because I know a lot of people be like, well, there've been two parent homes, and you know. They saw father beating no mother. They saw mother cursing out father. They saw cheating in this and that. Well, those are unstable homes. But if you get with somebody that you know that you're supposed to be with, that y'all supposed to be together, y'all would do everything in your power to make sure you, you create an environment that can produce. When you 
when you're out here in the garden and you're planting flowers, no matter what the flower is, your intent is to make sure that you put the right ingredients, the right nutrients, the right amount of dirt, soil, water, and everything to make sure that it blossoms. That's our children. So if you could do that to your garden, if you could do that to on your farm, why can't you do that to your children? Why are we missing that aspect in, in our family values? There's nothing wrong with having family values. And it's crazy because we're, as in the black community, we're, we're so against it that other races are looking at us like, why? Do you realize, and I want y'all to really think about this, if a white woman has children out of her wedlock, they call her ghetto, they don't even claim it. They call her ghetto. And you know what's crazy? White men don't be running to her. To help her take care of her kids. Asian men don't be running to help her take care of her kids. Hispanic men don't be running to help her take care of her kids. We're the only race where... We have to go and help someone take care of their kids. And I think that we really need to start reevaluating who we are and what we are. And more importantly, do we love ourselves? You know, and I look back over my life and I realize I didn't love myself. There's a lot of mistakes that I made every day. I have to, I have to pray for forgiveness because I led a life that was not not right. And more importantly, there were probably people who were looking at me because people be looking and they probably like, Oh, it's better to be with multiple women than it is to be with one. No, it's not. It's not better to be with multiple of anything. They even tell you when you invest in, don't try to invest in multiple things. Try to invest in something and ride it out the long haul. That's actually investing one-on-one. So if, 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 if they tell you that in investing, if they tell you that in every other aspect of your life... Why are we the only ones that always want multiple of everything and wonder why things crumble? Why are we the only ones that, that want to make sure that we bring in the negativity and always wonder why it crumbles? We always talk about positive energy, but the only way you can get positive energy is if you actually clean up and move out the negative energy. We keep adding want positive energy to come into already crowded negative energy space and we ain't got rid of negativity. We ain't got rid of the stigma, the stereotypes. These are the things that plague because these are the yokes that are around our necks right now. This is the problem that that sticks with the African American person, male or female. And then we send them off into the world where they have to battle these stereotypes from other races. How other races view them. I just think that we need to really sit back and start looking at our lives a little bit differently and start asking ourselves, what do we really want out of life? And more importantly, what would we want our children to have out of life? Because at the end of the day, if we start doing it that way, then maybe we'll make better decisions. And like I said, 40 years on this earth, 20 years of of being an, uh, an adult and I realized that if I would have made better decisions in those 20 years I probably would be in a better space mentally, physically, financially and things like that and I'm blessed because I'm not in a bad space because there are people in a bad space but also I'm blessed to understand that I could have been in a better space if I had taken the necessary precautions and really loved myself more importantly if I had people who loved me not saying that people in my lives didn't love me, but understanding now that, you know, how important it is to have structure. We always, people won't be like, oh, we won't be different. We don't want structure. No, structure is very important. Having structure and a foundation is very key and vital. Every house has to have a strong foundation or it's going to fall. So if you wouldn't build your house on a faulty foundation, why are we building our lives on one? That's just my 
two cents of the situation. It's not perfect. It's still a work in progress. And, and, and like I said, I'm nobody's teacher. I'm nobody's philosopher. And I'm not even nobody's perfect. But I do see that we need to make better decisions and be more have more accountability and having mentoring groups and having all these groups in our community are not helping us i actually think that they're more of a problem and maybe we need need to have less of those so people will stop having children cuz if you remove the safety net then you'll learn how to walk the tightrope. You ever notice that people who walk the tightrope, nine times out of ten, they don't have a net under them? They do that because they don't want to have that there because it, it gives them the, the option to fall. And they'll say, no, I don't have a, I don't have a safety net under me. You'd be like, why? That's dangerous. No, if I have it there, they're more likely to not do my best. I'm more likely not to want to cross this. I'm more likely to say, if I fall, I'll be caught. Maybe we need to start removing these groups and and actually see what happens. And I do believe that if you remove these groups or make these groups stricter, it has stricter guidelines that make the parent more involved, the contract with the parent, not just one parent, not just the mother, the father too, unless the father's dead or incarcerated. Or he just don't want to be there. But if that, if that's not the case, and the father needs to be involved in this, because at the end of the day, that child needs parents, not mentors. More importantly, that child needs the parents who gave birth to them, who understands them, who sees them, who knows why they act in the way that they act, and not somebody who could just come in once or twice a week and just speak to them. Like I said, that's just my sense. This is just me thinking and me wondering, you know, did I love myself? Because when I started looking back at my life, I realized that there was times that I didn't love myself. Because when you love yourself, you make better decisions.